Welcome, folks. Make a plan for your money or somebody else will, right? If you have any idea what you're doing with your money, then someone else may have less idea on what you're going to do with your money. The reason I bring this up, the Daily Dish, welcome to the Daily Dish, talking about money stuff until my dishes are done. And today, I want to talk about a little bit, today at the high school where I was substitute teaching, I was talking to a whole bunch of kids about financial education. And one of the things that kept coming up is how if you don't make a plan for your money, somebody else will, right? So if that's the case, how can we be planning our actions and choices so that they're aligning with our priorities? One of the ideas that I didn't float today is making that priority in your life be in front of you. I talked a lot about a cash stronghold, which some of you here at Greg Chats Cash may have heard it before. Money that you're saving for emergencies and unique opportunities. Money that you're hiding from yourself, saving it like you're spent like it's spent, but one of the ideas I would throw out there as well is not only do you stack that cash for a priority, thanks for the hearts, Jill, much appreciated. Not only do you stack the cash for it, for your priorities of emergencies and unique situations, I want you to start thinking about priorities in your life that you're gonna need cash to get to, right? So if you have uh, some sort of priority goal, like maybe a new vehicle, or a new phone in the next year, or something even bigger like aspirations in college, real estate, whatever big ticket item you think about that you wanna buy someday, I challenge you to find a picture of that item. The reason I challenge you to do this is one way to start really hacking your priorities is something that is described by Richard Thaler and he calls it a nudge, a small indicator or action or signal that you are getting, giving to yourself or other people to help you make small moves in the right direction. For example, if I were to keep a bowl of candy on my table, I would eat that candy. If I were to put uh, a bowl of almonds on the table, I'm gonna eat more almonds. I've created a nudge for myself in that direction. Jill here mentions a vision board and with that, yes, along that line, but a nudge is going to make you make choices differently because you see it. Perhaps a vision board might do this, but that is gonna be a more long-term idea, especially if it's not in front of you all the time. Here's one way to think about your next big purchase, that big thing that you wanna save up money for, college, cars, real estate, whatever it is, new electronics, family that you're trying to support, whatever it is, Take a visual representation of that thing and put it in your wallet, in your purse. So for example, if a nice car is something you wanna have in the next couple of years and you need to stack the cash for it, and I'm not talking about stacking in this cash stronghold because that's for emergencies and opportunities. If you're stacking cash for a car, that's stacked somewhere else, a different part. You have to separate that from your cash stronghold. But if you are saving for that vehicle, why not print out a picture of the car you want and then put it in your wallet directly over where your credit cards, where your cash sits. That way, every time you look 
in your wallet, purse, or wherever you keep your credit cards and cash, you need to look at the picture of the thing that is a priority for you. Because then, as you look at that picture, every time you go to grab a credit card or cash, what happens? What happens is you end up having a moment of nudge, conscious decision-making choices, where you have to decide, like, okay, is this moving me closer to my priorities? It's very easy for us as human beings to justify spending. We love to spend on stuff. Uh, Kevin jumped on and he, he's, he's, he's teasing me here, calling me Laurel. His name's Cash Stronghold, by the way. Um, but I challenge you to think of things that you want to nudge yourself towards in your life that you want to buy that may cost hundreds or thousands of dollars. Put it in the comments if you get a chance. I'd love to hear about it. And those of you listening on the podcast later or catching this live stream later, please let me know in the comments or leave me a message. What are some things in your life that are big ticket items that you hope to save up for? Because if you're not making a plan for your money, someone else will. What we talked a lot about today was consumerism. We are surrounded by it. We live in a consumer society, especially here in America. And with consumerism all around us, it's a whole bunch of people showing us ways to separate us from our dollars. If you don't make a plan, somebody else will. Kevin mentioned the gaming console. That's a great one. So, all right, if that's something you're saving for, if that's a priority in your life, it's all about figuring out ways to put that in front of you to reduce the day-to-day spending. Now, with things like a gaming console or vacations, things in our life that take priorities that oftentimes aren't necessarily an investment in financial gain, but maybe an investment in personal pleasure or um, you know, life goals, optimizing your lifestyle, doing things like taking vacations. Think about this. It does not cost you a single dollar more to go to your bank credit union or your online bank or online credit union and open up another savings account. Some banks charge extra, but for the most part, do your research first. Every single priority that you have, you can easily open up a free savings account and then name it that. For example, next vehicle account, next car you want, I have a car savings account. There's only a little bit of money in there. It's not going to buy me a fancy car right now. But I started making that a priority recently, and I'm making car payments to ourselves. So I'm thinking, okay, next year, if we have to buy a car and we have to make payments on it, why not make payments on it now? Because our cars currently are all paid off, but they're also one of the cars that's pretty hurting. So we've started making car payments to ourselves into a savings account just for cars. Same thing for vacations. Create a vacation savings account. Because then, even if you're not someone who's gotten to the space where, like, I'm budgeting, I'm budgeting, I'm budgeting, and I'm tracking where every dollar goes, you can at least start to become aware of where every dollar goes. Or see those accounts as separate buckets. And in those separate buckets, you can really look at them and go, okay, this much money is not going to get me to where I need to be. Oftentimes when we look at a savings account or we're saving money and we look at it as a lump sum, it's really hard for us to decide how to divvy up that in our head. Like, okay, how much of this cash is for my cash stronghold? How much of it is for vacation? How much of it is for the next car or for riding a motorcycle? Um, Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
So you want to think about, okay, how can I separate those out? Because when it comes down to it, as much as I geek out talking about money stuff, I get it. Most of us don't want to spend our day looking at bank accounts and stuff like that. I don't even want to do that. I'd rather make silly, goofy videos on here and talk nonstop while I do my dishes, right? Why not? Um, but as we keep going here, one of the things I want you to think about finally, as I'm wrapping up, I have a couple dishes left. When we're talking about making plans for our money, because if we don't, somebody else will, be aware that there are plenty of people out there who will tell you, who will tell you, I have a plan for your money, or I can help you make that plan. Recognize that in many of those situations, they are hoping to make some money off your money as well. This is not necessarily a bad thing. For example, there are highly trained experts who are financial advisors who I hope to go to someday. I currently don't use a financial advisor because I don't feel like we are in the financial space to do that, but it's in the future and I will go to an expert because the best financial advisors I've come into, the best financial advisors I come into actually have their own financial advisors too. We're talking about people who do this for a living will then and go and hire someone else to look at their finances. Because if we get too close to it ourselves, we become emotionally tied. We also make plans for our money sometimes that are not realistic, right? So if you are making plans for your money, recognize that plenty of people are willing to help you with those plans and possibly help you away from some of your money while you're planning. But at the same time, Learning about ways to attack, or to attack saving, attack debt, and attack investing, oh, and attack earning, that is different areas of your life to plan. This is a lot of planning. The one other area that I haven't talked a lot about on the Daily Dish that I'll throw out there, I like that. Uh, Kevin says, financial advisor inception. When the financial advisor is being advised by a financial advisor, those are the smart ones. And the reason I bring that up is because they're able to remove their emotional choices and hire someone to help them with rational decision making. This can come in really handy when you're dealing things like um, emergencies and tragedy. Uh, I recently heard about someone who was a life insurance um broker, advisor, dealt with life insurance her whole life, her partner died. Left her alone with a child, very sudden. Because of this moment, it was extremely stressful. It was like it was like her world had ended, right? In that moment, you are not going to want to think about where do I go for insurance? Who do I talk to about this stuff? So if you're someone who has a family, looking at things like life insurance and looking at how do I talk to somebody about that? This is important. For those of us who may not like be making the bank or have the family that we need to support. So like if I pass away, I don't have any kids. So I don't necessarily need a lot of life insurance right now because I don't have a lot of people in my life that if the money I make were to be gone, that they'd be hit up, right? But those of you with kids or a home or a family, you may want to be looking at life insurance. For us, for those of us who may not have those kind of expenses, I'm a renter. If you don't have renter's insurance, take a look at it. It could only cost like 10 to 20 to maybe 30 bucks a month at the most. But yeah, that's money that you probably won't see again. 
unless it goes down in a way that you didn't expect. Insurance is something I don't talk enough about because I'm not as well versed in it as some, as some of the people that I listen to, but I always feel like it's one of those subjects that I tend to have a little bit more information than most, and I'm very hesitant to share in case I get it wrong, but I challenge you to hit me up. If you have never thought about insurance before, hit me up. Let's talk about what insurances might be important in your life. With that said, I was all over the place today, but I guess I stuck with the theme of make a plan with your money or someone else will. Thanks for joining me on The Daily Dish. Please, please let other folks know what I'm up to at Greg Chats Cash. If you have questions, hit me up on the one-on-one DM or catch me here on the live stream. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. Much love to y'all.